Hey, welcome to another episode of The Producing Half. This is Thomas. Just want to do a quick midweek podcast on the supply chain. Um, it's collapsing, and I don't understand why we are not seeing so much about it on the um, on the you know the news. It is crazy. I don't know if you've tried to buy any electronics. It took me forever to get a video card for my computer, and some of that is to do well. Most of it's probably to do with with the cryptocurrency miners, but a lot of it is to do with the the uh, the you can't get the chips the chip makers they're, they're they're not making as many chips or something's wrong with the chips or i don't know <clears throat> but everything the whole supply chain is collapsing it is so hard to get i mean appliances some of the major appliance makers are notifying the the different builders out there that that buy bulk appliances that they can't supply their needs anymore i saw one uh, letter to a, a supplier that said that 70% was all they were going to be able to supply of fridges from now on. 70% of the builder's needs. And so, think about it, that's a 30% shortage across the country. It's huge. <clears throat> and I'm looking for looking at this from another builder. And this builder is saying that they, they, they can't project pricing anymore. Inflation, the, they call this an inflation protection plan. And I've seen it before over the years. Um, different builders use it, and it's always and it's only in very volatile markets. Only when it's super super volatile. But I've never seen it like this. Where, I mean, some of the the verbiage is a backlog of ships in ports waiting to be offloaded. I don't know if you've seen that in California. Recent extreme cold in Texas, damaging facilities that supply the majority of the world's resins. Overall demand outpacing supply has stretched the already strained global supply chain to a breaking point. Insulation, adhesives, toilets, plumbing supplies, MDF substrates, exterior doors, and appliances are just a few of the home construction components experiencing supply issues. On top of that, the increasing of the prices is huge. Um, I've seen the biggest price increase in the um, home industry, home building industry, that I've ever seen in my entire 20 years of doing this. And I've seen it more than once. Normally you'll see one huge, you know, maybe in a boom cycle like we are now in the housing industry. Um, you'll see one huge price increase and then some smaller ones. But I've seen literally in two weeks straight, I saw the biggest price increases I had ever seen. And it was back-to-back in two weeks time and then every week I'm seeing some other memo to some you know supplier or some builder about you know the pricing <clears throat> and in and, and this that I, I'm reading here from a from a, a manufacturer is that the backlog is more than 10 weeks which is, is it's important it's huge but they can only guarantee they can't even guarantee the pricing in the 10, 10 weeks but they'll give you a 10% float in that 10 week period but over the 10-week period, they can't even give you that 10% float. So they can't, you, in a, in a home builder, you know, it's not inst, it's not an instantaneous thing. There's 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 a lot to that. And so if it's more than a 10-week backlog, if, if whatever you're purchasing is going to be more than a 10-week backlog, the person selling it to you doesn't know what they can buy it for. 
they don't know what they can buy it for. And in that 10-week period, they still don't know what they buy, they can buy it for. They just know it's not going to go over 10% of what they're originally quoted. But after that, it's only when it gets into the 10-week period can they begin to start uh, at least having some semblance of an idea of what the pricing is going to be. The supply chain is collapsing. And I always thought, you know, as you watch the Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome or all the other various apocalypse shows out there, that the collapse, other than a nuclear war or something, but the collapse of any society would be a very slow, gradual thing, you know, just a th death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. So I always thought I had time. If, it ever, if I ever saw it go in that direction, then I can start preparing. Because I, you know, I watch those prepper shows and I'm like, that's a lot of effort and a lot of money. <clears throat> and I ain't got time to think about things. I got to work. But after the COVID hit, and I was a little bit of a prepper, not a big prepper, but just, you know, 30 days. I like to have 30 days worth of stuff just because I hate going to the, the grocery store. I always like to be prepared. Um, and I like bottled water, so I have uh, lots of bottled waters always. I don't like the way the tap, waters, tap water tastes, so I um, destroy the environment with plastic bottled waters. Um, so I'm always, I've always, and I, I keep my pantry well stocked, um, just because, again, I hate going to the store. And, and when I want to make something, I just want to be able to go in my pantry, and I have a huge pantry, so it's, it's well stocked. I, and I could probably go... Uh, if I had to and just ate stuff I didn't want to eat, but just ate for nutrition, I could probably go two or three months without leaving the house as long as I had electricity because I got, you know, two fridges and a deep freeze and a huge pantry and tons of bottled water. I try to keep 10 cases. Plus, you know, I grew up in hurricane area, and so you always wanted to have water on, on hand during hurricanes. And so I always got in the habit of keeping cases of water, and I just rotate them out. I try to keep 10 cases of water in my house at all times. Not as any emergency prepper thing. Just, <clears throat> I've been through hurricanes where you don't have electricity and you don't have water and you get a, a boil notice. It's freaking miserable. So you, you, you learn in those situations to have a bunch of water and have some water for your friends and family. Um, but when COVID hit and you couldn't get meat, well, I had a deep freeze full of meat, so it wasn't a big deal. But you couldn't get a lot of things. Toilet paper, I had a bunch of toilet paper, so I, I didn't care. I like I didn't, like that first month of COVID when Things were shut down. You couldn't get anything. Nobody could get anything. I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even notice. I didn't go to the store. I didn't need to go to the store. I had plenty of everything. So no, no biggie. And I always figured my, you know, 30-day float that I have of everything would be fine. But I'm constantly seeing these supply chain things. And then COVID, I saw how fast it all just went away. Like, it was so fast. And I've heard all those stories that that any city has three days um, three days of food and water before people are killing themselves, fighting over everything. And, you know, it's hard to imagine. You get this kind of normalcy bias bias where you just, you just it's, it's so far out of what you think everything is that you can't, you can't, you just can't, you just can't picture it in your mind. You just can't. And then after COVID, and I was like, wow, man, that was, well, I mean, okay, I can't get toilet paper, no biggie. But then snowpocalypse hit down here in Texas, and again, I didn't, I didn't notice or care because I have plenty of everything, so it was no big deal to me. Um, and for whatever reason, I didn't lose electricity. Everybody else I know did, but I never lost electricity, so I got lucky there because that would have been miserable three or four days. I still went to work, by the way, but uh, three or four days with no electricity would have been, um, that would have been misery, especially with the kids. 
they have nothing to do then but i saw how fast everything everything like people were people had nothing like the next day you were seeing posts on like next door app like does anybody have any food my kids are hungry i'm like what it's it's been 48 hours people are, are you kidding me i mean there were people cooking food um and passing it out like and and some of them were just sandwiches like so it's not an excuse that you don't have electricity because you don't take electricity to make a sandwich um but yeah i mean there were so many people desperate for food after a day or two of snowpocalypse and i, I never even turned my heater on during that by the way it never really got it got down to like 54 in my house i just told the kids stop whining and put a jacket on i mean we're, we're saving the environment I just was thinking about saving money on the electric bill, which is ridiculous. And I like it cold, so it's no big deal. I like it cold. Let me rephrase that. I like it cold as a an, as an American who works in an office likes it cold. In other words, I don't have to work in it. I can just I'm cold from my house to my car and from my car to my office. Love it cold because I can get warm. I like it cold when I can get warm. I, I've, I've had a real job, worked in the oil field. I know what it's like to work outside when it's freaking cold and your hands just are torturous. So I'm familiar with that, that process. Um, so yes, I, I qualify that I like a cold because I can easily get warm in my life. But yeah, I, I was just so surprised on how fast that all, how fast it went bad for so many people. And and because I was fine, you know, maybe I have a false sense of how long it would take for it to get bad. But it is getting bad. Um, went to the grocery store the other day and I, I filled up one plastic bag of groceries. And it was like 60 bucks and it was nothing. I was like, this is, this is a lot. This is ridiculous. And we're pretty simple food buyers here. So we don't spend, I mean, we spend a ton of money on food because we have kids. But we don't... <clears throat> We probably don't spend as much as, I don't know, we spend a lot of money. It's hard to tell uh, how, what, what we what we spend money on because it seems like our, our Walmart um, grocery bill is pretty high when I look at it every month. I use the, uh, the Walmart card for Walmart because they give you lots of stuff back. <clears throat> and that's generally a pretty steep bill. So I don't know, I might be wrong about that on how much we spend at Walmart. But... I just couldn't imagine how fast and how much everything costs now and how fast. And then I keep seeing constant supply chains. I mean, I talked to all my, all the contractors and they're like, I can't get that. Yeah, no, uh, it's going to be a couple of weeks till I get those parts in. And, uh, you know, I can't even get those, those parts. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, I mean, this is like the supply chain is collapsing and it's, I don't know. I don't understand why. I mean, the Suez, that the canal thing with the ship stuck in it, that doesn't, this was going on before then. And why are all these ships off the coast of California not able to get their stuff offloaded? Um, and why are, why are the chip makers not producing enough chips for the electronics? I saw an article about Toyota having to slow down production and some other car manufacturer have to slow down production because they can't, they can't get the chips for the cars. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with the supply chain, but I can tell you there's a problem. And it is stressed to the max and it made me start thinking that my naivete naivete of of um how fast it would take for everything to come down come crashing to a halt is probably I'm, i am probably wrong about that it can probably happen a lot faster than than i think it can and that's uh that's worrisome
because I'm not prepared for that. You know, my 30 days worth of uh, supplies here, that's that's not going to do anything good. Um, and I live in a huge city, so that's not, that's bad all around. And I have nowhere to go. Um, I, read an, I read a doomsday thing once that said that within the first year, there'd be, you know, most of the people who survived would then die of uh, vitamin C deficiency. What is that, rickets? No, is it? Scurvy? Scurvy. Uh, or maybe it's rickets. They would die of... Um, they would die of vitamin C deficiency because they don't have, there's no, they don't work, they're not getting any vitamin C. I don't know. I've got plenty of vitamin C. I got plenty of vitamins at my house. I got to, you don't need that much to not, to not, to get scurvy. Um, but I'm just telling you, the supply chain's a problem. I don't understand why it's not on, on all the, I don't really watch mainstream news, but I, I read Google news and I very rarely see anything about it. But the supply chain is stressed and it's a problem. And I don't understand why it's so bad and it's bad about a lot of things. And I think here in America, we probably notice it the least amount um, of everybody in the world. Um, but it, I'm telling you, the manufacturers can't even get the parts, the items, the basic items they need. And not only that, the pricing is inflating, the price is inflating so quickly that the retailers for the manufacturers can't they, they they don't know how to price things because of how fast and how rapid it is changing and this is on a i don't know how long what i'm seeing because i'm seeing it in the very back side of the economy how long it takes it to filter to the retail side but i can tell you that what i'm seeing is the i've never seen it i don't even know what to compare i can't say it's the worst i've ever seen because i've never even seen what's happening happen I don't, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm 47 years old, so maybe I'm not old enough to have seen what's going on here. Um, but I was, I mean, even during the the fake wars we were in, the Iraq wars and stuff, I, we didn't see this kind of short shortages and stuff. Um, so I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why it's happening and why the supply chain is so uh, in trouble. But I, I'm worried that no one's paying attention to it. I don't see enough drama about it. You know, we're all drama about the cop going to jail. Um, but there's no drama about the supply chain collapsing. The, the inflation is just skyrocketing. Um, this is a bad scenario. It's a double assault. Prices are going up and you can't even get the goods to begin with, which would in turn cause the prices to go up. When there's a shortage, you can charge. I mean, look what video cards that I just suffered through are going for. I bought a 27 Supra. I guess it's basically a Founders. It doesn't say Founders, but it's basically a Founders Edition. And I paid brand new. I think I paid $700 for it. It's a $350, $400 card. And I paid $700. I can get a 3080 probably for that price. And I bought outdated technology and was glad to get it. Lucky to get it. Um, there's people who I, I had to spend, I spent a solid month or two, probably a solid two months. Well, I, I spent a solid month before I was able to get this card pre-ordered. I didn't want this card. I wanted a better card. Um, but I'm talking about a solid month of going to every single website, signing up for every single video card that they had. And I'm on all the websites, every places I've never even heard of. Um, I wouldn't go to eBay or uh, Amazon because they were just price price scalpers. It was just horrific pricing and I refused to let them profit. I was only gonna buy it from a retailer 
and still the prices were inflated significantly. Um, but it was it was horrible, and then um, and it's still horrible. I so I pre-ordered that, and then I spent the next month while that was you know because it was pre-ordered, it wasn't ready yet, still trying to get a better you know a thirty ninety or one of the better tiered ones, and nope, couldn't get them no matter what on a retail side. Now there were still some available because the bots, people with these bots will buy them all out as soon as they come available before you can even get to them. And the, what are the video card? I don't, the video card makers, they don't care. There's who, what do they care who buys their stuff? Um, they're still getting their money and they don't even have to try. They don't have to advertise. They don't have to do anything. They just have to produce them and people beating their doors down to, to get them. But the supply chain is bad. I don't know what all this means. I'm not saying I understand it all. I don't, I don't even remotely understand why this has happened. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a problem that there's not enough focus on. It should be on the nightly news. We should all, there should, presidents should be meeting with manufacturers. Um, there should be, um, the Fed should be talking with what are we going to do about all this inflation. I don't know how they manipulate the, um, the numbers, but, you know, what was that saying? I don't even remember how it goes, but basically something, something, and liars, you, you know, stats don't lie and liars use stats or something like that. Um, because you can just manipulate everything. You you can manipulate the numbers so easily. It just depends on what you're p pumping into the formulas or how you're phrasing the the formulas. It's so easy to manipulate the numbers. I don't know how it's not showing up uh, in all the you know economic data that comes out, all the reports and stuff that the Fed and everybody puts up. How this inflation, but I'm seeing inflation in the housing market of the highest level I've ever seen in 20 years on the manufacturing side of it all, on just the supplies, the, the back-end supplies for it all. And uh, that's going to translate into the retail somehow. And it's going to trickle down to everything. If it's happening in, in my industry, it's happening in every industry. And it's going to trickle down, and it's going to be a problem for everybody. So just beware. I don't know what to do about it. And I, I try to think of ways to profit off of it, truthfully. I was like, well, what, do, what, can, what can I buy? And, but I, that's beyond my, uh, my ability. Plus, I don't have the resources. But uh, keep aware, I mean, you might want to, uh, you know, in increase your supply of things that might, people might run out, you know, parts and stuff or <clears throat> things around the house that might become difficult to buy. I ain't worried about toilet paper. Actually, I have a bidet, so it's not a problem. Um, but I'm not, I'm, or, or, you know, anything, you can just use a, if you don't need paper towels, you can just use a wash rag to mop up the mess and then wash the wash rag. Um, but you know, just things, consumer goods that might become harder to get. If you're thinking, if you're, you know, you've got some old appliance or something out there that, that might be going bad, you might want to just go ahead and replace it before it goes bad. Something with your car you want to get fixed, you might even want to get it fixed, um, before it's too late. And I don't mean too late, like it's the apocalypse. I just mean too late where then you're in line waiting six months to get it done because that's just the new norm. The new norm is, uh, you got to go on a waiting list. Um, anyways, that's all I wanted to do. I just keep seeing all these, um, the scenarios of, of the supply chain on, I see it personally and I don't just don't see an article here or there buried and, but not enough. I don't, I don't think people are paranoid, paranoid enough about it. it. I don't think there's people, there's not enough minds working on fixing this problem or at least explaining it. So we all understand why it's this way and what's going to change to make it stop being this way. Anyways, just a quick uh, midweek uh, show just on uh, some thoughts I had. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you later.